0: This is Gulf Coast Life Arts Edition from WGCU. I'm John Davis. Thanks for joining us. Live music, premier craft brewers, and local food trucks converge on the Alliance for the Arts tomorrow night for the nonprofit's fifth annual Arts on Tap celebration. The event, which runs from 6 to 10 p.m., will include tastings from participating craft brewers and live music from Florida-based singer-songwriter J.J. Gray and Mofro. Their self-described funkified rock and front porch southern soul music includes a mix of raw rural blues and tough swampy southern rock. J.J. Gray and Mofro have performed at countless festivals, including Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, the Montreal Jazz Festival, and the Austin City Limits Festival, to name a few. And the opening music act includes more Florida-based musicians with Tampa's Damon Fowler and friends. Fowler is a singer-songwriter-guitar player with a signature hybrid sound blending roots, rock, blues, and sacred steel. And beyond Friday's celebration, there's much more in store from the Alliance for the Arts in the immediate future. This evening, from 5 to 7, we'll mark the opening reception of a new exhibition in the Alliance's main gallery titled Small Works Off the Walls. This exhibition bears in mind a number of factors including keeping art financially accessible to all and the fact that the holiday season is upon us. And as we look at the new year, there are more plans in store for the Bloom and Wallace Digital Arts Lab that the Alliance for the Arts unveiled earlier this year. Plus, the Alliance's Art House Cinema Series continues next year, with several opportunities to engage with indie documentary films currently making the rounds of film festivals all over the globe, and they engage a broad range of compelling and sometimes contentious topics. And in December, the Alliance plans to release details from the latest report providing empirical data on the economic impact of Southwest Florida's nonprofit arts organizations. Joining me now for a closer look is Alliance for the Arts Executive Director Molly rowan Deckart. Molly took the helm of the Alliance for the Arts in 2021. She relocated to Southwest Florida from Boise, where she was named one of Idaho Business Review's Women of the Year in 2020 for her work in the arts. Molly founded and led both the Boise Film Festival and the Idaho Horror Film Festival, which is one of the largest film festivals in the state. Molly Rowan-Decart, welcome back to Gulf Coast Life Arts Edition.
1: Hello, John. It's nice to be on with you again.
0: And to engage with us and your fellow listeners about this conversation or any of our shows, find us on Facebook. We're at WGCU Public Media on X, formerly known as Twitter. We're at WGCU. Use the hashtag GCL. So, Molly, let's jump into Arts on Tap. Uh, I, I still have my commemorative Pilsner glass from the inaugural Arts on Tap event. But for the uninitiated, what can you tell us about it?
1: Well, you know, at its heart, it is still a celebration of craft beer. We've just given it a little more sex appeal with JJ Gray and Mofro. So we're excited to kind of release this new um, model. We still have all the things that made Arts on Tap wonderful and now just kind of an elevated concert experience for our greater community as well.
0: And it's a great party atmosphere. But, uh, you know, on the business side, this source is an important fundraiser for the organization, no?
1: It is. It is. This fundraiser supports all of our arts access programming throughout Lee County. And all of that arts access programming is free to our community. So we do need to raise quite a bit to be able to pull this off countywide.
0: Can you tell me a little about some of the craft brewers who are going to have a presence at the event Friday? Is is this all or primarily local craft brewers right here in southwest Florida or do some come from a bit farther away?
1: Yes. So we have two user experiences for this event. We have a VIP um, section that has complimentary tastings from local craft breweries, hop-sized Florida Avenue, LaBelle, Riptide, Coastal Days, and Palm City will all be here. And then for the general admission we do have, we've partnered with our friends at Suncoast Distributing and they have a couple of beer trucks out here and we have craft and domestic options. So we're excited about it.
0: And of course, food truck offerings, uh, everybody's favorite, especially for an event like this. Are are these mostly uh, local vendors?
1: Yes, they're all local, and we have 12 options, including vegan, to choose from.
0: Oh, excellent. All right. And if people have kids, can they bring them to the outdoor music portion, or is this strictly an adult event?
1: It is 21 and up, because we are kind of beer-centric.
0: Understood. All right. (laughs) And what should people who plan to attend know about, uh, in terms of coming prepared? Is this kind of a bring-your-own-lawn-chair situation?
1: Yep. Lawn chairs are welcome. Um, No large blankets. Certainly if you're chilly, you can wrap yourself up in one. Um, There will be several food options and beer options. And parking, we are encouraging ride share because the Alliance only has 88 spots. So carpooling is going to be key.
0: All right. All right. And tonight marks the opening reception for the latest exhibition in the Alliance main gallery titled Small Works Off the Walls. Thematically, this exhibition comes... uh, It comes down to two things in my mind, the fact that the holidays are upon us and the idea of keeping art financially accessible to all. Tell me about this exhibit.
1: I love this exhibit. It really um, highlights just the depth of our local artists, and they tend to be small works, and they are financially affordable. Most of them are under $200, and they make excellent Christmas gifts. So it's really fun to see what the community is producing, and then also giving the gift of art It's great.
0: Yeah. And, you know, drop off for works included in this exhibit that just happened on Monday. So your staff, I imagine, may still be in the final stages of getting it ready. Um, But what can you tell me about, you know, the scope of works included from what you've seen?
1: Oh, it's everything. Um, We have mixed media. uh, We have some, you know, collage, uh, lots of oils and acrylics um, from abstract to, you know, contemporary. It, It runs the gamut. Um, so lots to choose from. And this show is kind of fun because you can actually just, if you buy a piece, you can take it home with you that evening. You don't have to wait till the end of the month.
0: Oh, so that's, that's a bit of a different take yeah. with, with that in mind. Would you encourage folks who plan on experiencing this exhibit to get there early as there might not be too much on the wall by the end?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. It's, it's called off the wall. That's right. <laughs> you literally take it off the wall. Yeah.
0: All right. And, uh, you know, just this past summer, the Alliance opened the new first of its kind in Lee County, Bloom and Wallace Digital Arts Lab. Now, I've spent some time in this space, but you and I have never really gone in depth about what this is all about. Tell me about the new art lab and how it aims to help democratize the arts and, and even contribute to workforce development in the digital arts.
1: I'm so excited about this project. So I think the Alliance um, does fine in performing arts really well, but we have not yet stepped into the digital realm, which was the whole reason um, behind the digital arts lab. And you know, the big benefit that we see coming out of this is workforce development. These are real life transferable skills that employers are looking for. Um, everything from social media to CAD design to, you know, any of the Adobe applications, um, they're all there. And if you have a passion and you want a podcast or you want to learn how to edit photos, all of this is available at your fingertips. So we feel like it's also an important component for the community. Um, It helps us bridge the digital divide in Lee County. So there are free and accessible times for anyone, even if you want to come in and and pay a bill or look for a job. and then you can also book time to work on your personal projects. So we're excited about it.
0: Yeah, excellent. And I know there's gonna be, you know, more robust plans coming into 2024, but you're already using that space to to conduct classes on you know navigating yeah. some of this, this this technology and this arts-based software.
1: Yes. And as a member benefit um of people who do join the Alliance, we have a really great photography club that's led by a professional photographer. So they meet once a month and go over various aspects of of editing and, you know, how to take pictures correctly. So it's been fun seeing, you know, members get engaged with that. But we do offer a variety of digital arts classes as well um, for youth and
2: adults.
0: All right, and I don't want to get too, too much into the details here, but I, I know last summer the Alliance was soliciting submissions for an official logo for the new Digital Arts Lab, but I don't know that I've actually seen the logo used yet. How did that go?
1: It went great. We had a bunch of submissions, um, and our largest benefactor, uh, Miss Naomi Bloom, actually selected the logo that she liked the most. So it is Pantone, three colors, kind of classic. Um, And that one spoke to her and it was done by an artist locally named Christopher Tuscan. So it's kind of nice that we got a Southwest Florida artist involved.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, if you're just joining the show, we're talking with Alliance for the Arts Executive Director, Molly rowan Deckard about tomorrow night's fifth annual Arts on Tap event and, of course, all the other offerings coming to the arts nonprofit in the coming weeks and months. If you'd like to comment on our conversation or engage with fellow listeners, again, we're on Facebook at WGCU Public Media. On X, we're at WGCU using the hashtag GCL. So, uh, you know, moving on to the art house cinema series, as my mm-hmm. earlier introduction suggests, Molly, you've got quite the reputation as a passionate uh, cinema file.
2: <laughs>
0: I, I, I bet you were kind of at the heart of bringing this to the Alliance. No.
1: Yes. Yeah, I've got a real soft spot for film. Um, And also, you know, I am deeply invested in the economy around the arts. And cinema is a wonderful way. Film production is a wonderful way to not only involve every aspect of the arts, but also to include trades and contracting. It's really, it makes for a very vibrant economy. Um, And film is part of that.
0: Yeah. What do you think film can do that perhaps other visual arts mediums, you know, can't do or, or don't do as well?
1: It's so, it's so collaborative in nature. Um, you really can't make a film without a graphic designer, a photographer, a videographer, um, electricians, hospitality, craft services. So it really touches so many aspects of our community that I think it, it really um, provides a lot more economic benefit than say just a straight lace, you know, fine arts.
0: Production. Yeah, yeah. I, I know something that's, uh, you know, really helped with the events you've had so far is creating this partnership with the Southern Arts Film Circuit. What's that about?
1: Yeah, it's we have a partnership with the NEA, the National Endowment of the Arts and uh, South Arts, which is the regional arts organization for us here in the South. And they regrant NEA dollars to be able to create a circuit for independent filmmakers in the South. So we have six films. Um, they're all fantastic. Um, some topics are more sensitive than others, but they range from you know, craft beer to voting rights. Um, it's really an interesting they all are, have great subject matter. Um, and their underwriting allows these filmmakers to tour with their film. So it really provides audiences too with that real yummy, ooey gooey film filmmaker connection. So
0: we're excited. Yeah. This next one coming up in February involves a screening of an indie documentary that, you know, I, given my occupation, have a particular interest in uh, titled Breaking the News. Um, this is all about a, a digital news startup creating content based on the notion of Looking at who's being omitted from mainstream news coverage and how to include them going forward, Um, I was excited to see one of the people involved in that uh, is an emerging Latina reporter named Shabeli Carizana, who's based here in Florida. I'm just curious if at this point we know if she might be able to make it to the February (laughs) screening, because I know you always like to bring people in who, who were the filmmakers themselves or who were involved in some way.
1: We do. And so sometimes we get the filmmaker, sometimes we get a producer. Um, Oftentimes in these indie kind of docs, you're a lot of things. But if they are close to us, they do come. So I I hope so. I can definitely shoot an email.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, Other film screenings coming in 2024 through this series are going to tackle issues like the future of abortion rights in America, biblical literalism, specifically how the term homosexual made its way into biblical translations. Molly, it seems like you've made zero effort to avoid contentious topics here.
1: No, the arts have done that historically very well.
0: (laughs) And uh, I also just wanted to note that the, the films you're bringing to Southwest Florida through this series are also being screened at premier film festivals all over the world you're giving local folks an opportunity to to see films that you know they might have to travel quite a bit of ways to attend another screening
1: yeah it's a win-win you know filmmakers like to have their work um screened so this is a wonderful way to get more eyeballs on it but for us locally it's it's really such a nice benefit and you know the alliance as an organization, really try to keep the arts accessible. And this film program is no different. So it's a really nice evening. It's usually during the weekday. Um, the documentaries range from, you know, between 60 and 120 minutes. And then we have a really lively Q&A afterwards that's hosted by Tara Callaghan of WGCU. And I she does a fabulous
0: her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know her. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, coming up in just a couple weeks, uh, I know the Alliance for the Arts plans to release results of the AEP-6. Really only fitting since the Alliance, under the direction of your predecessor in 2010, commissioned our region's first arts economic impact study. Um, Now, I know we're not really ready yet to talk about the results. That's not coming till December. But just tease this for our audience. Tell me generally about what the Arts and Economic Prosperity Study is all about.
1: Yes, so it is a national study and it's the largest one that measures economic progress and impact of the arts. And it's done every five years. Now COVID gave us an extra year. So this study actually covers six years. And then we had Hurricane Ian. So we actually wound up uh, like surveying a little bit longer than we had originally intended. But this survey allows not only us as, as the Alliance, but throughout Lee County to really utilize this data for advocacy, um, for grant writing, and to really make a case that the arts are not only important, but they are a very big economic driver here in Lee County and across Southwest Florida. So you're gonna see some really big numbers. And we look at things, um, not only demographics of the people that attend, um, did you book a babysitter? Did you have dinner? Did you stay the night? Did you travel for that event? Um, how many people are employed uh, in the arts, how much taxable revenue goes to state, uh, federal, and, and local. And all of those things paints a pretty broad um, picture on just how important they are. So we're really excited about it.
0: And, and again, I know we can't talk about the results yet, but do you think in general folks would be surprised to learn about the economic impact of the arts just here, here in Lee County?
1: Yes, yes, I think that there's the perception that the arts uh, don't generate as much economic uh, impact as they do. Um, The employment numbers are really high, and if we had more arts organizations that had um, participated in a more robust manner, I think we would have seen, we would have been able to capture even more of that economic data. I think, you know, there were some challenges that we all experienced, covid, covid, hurricane, um, in the last few years that that did impact us in 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 ways that maybe other areas weren't. So, um, but I think the numbers are super strong and I'm so jazzed to take this on the road and tell anybody who will listen to me after December 13th.
0: <laughs> of course, of course. Can you say a little bit more about how the data that comes out of these reports um, it can be leveraged by you know not just the alliance but other nonprofit arts organizations in our community.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the issues for the arts, not only here but across the country, is we don't have sustainable sources of of revenue. Um, I like to say that the arts don't really have a widget. We we sell the idea, we sell participation, and we engage in that kind of third space. But it is difficult. Um, from a grant perspective and from a donor perspective to get people to come to the table with dollars that sustain the arts. And when you have this really in-depth economic picture, you can start saying like, we're not fooling around here. We employ people, people travel to do these things. And and here's here's what we do uh, tax revenue wise for our community. We contribute in this way.
0: Well said, well said. Well, that is about all the time we have, but I want to thank my guest. We've been speaking with Executive Director of the Alliance for the Arts, Molly rowan Deckart. The Alliance's fifth annual Arts on Tap event takes place tomorrow night from 6 to 10. And this evening marks the opening reception of the latest exhibition in the Alliance main gallery titled Small Works Off the Walls, and again, get there early because they're literally going to be coming off the walls. And the Alliance for the Arts plans to release details of the latest Arts and Economic Prosperity study on December 13th. For details on all of this and more, visit artandlee.org. Molly, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: John, thank you.
0: And if you missed any of today's show, you can always hear episodes in their entirety on our website, wgcu.org GCL, or subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Our show today was produced by yours truly and our director, Richard Chinqui. For now, thanks for listening. I'm John Davis. This is WGCU-FM, Fort Myers 90.1, WMKO, Marco Island 91.7 FM, and PR for Southwest Florida.
2: Well, I snuck to a window to leave her alone? Will you come meet me at the back of the grove? All the trees were in blue That sweet smell in the air. We were trembling together. Princess And I was a knight But her daddy didn't like me He ain't like how I look He said, lead that boy be And that's all I did to you